0: I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. Tonight, Cajun baseball has its fan day. Softball's opening day draws near, and Cajun women's basketball back on the road. But first, We begin with men's hoops. Entering the week, the Cajuns have been on a roll, winning its last five games. They have a pair at home as their home stand continues. Cajuns looking to extend their win streak to six against rival UL Monroe. Michael Thomas got a bit of fire in the first half, knocking down this one from the top of the key. Then there's Thomas again. This from the corner. He finished with 15 points. ULM would try to keep it close. They cut it to nine in the second half, but the Cajuns kept on going. Joe Charles he was lights out 5 of 11 from 3, 7 to 16 from the floor. He had 19 points tied for the game lead along with Kobe Julian. Four players had double figures. Coach Marlin, Bob Marlin goes 19 and 8 against the Warhawks as Louisiana wins 80-72.
1: When you have balanced scoring, it's the best. Uh, if you've got one guy that can go get you 30, it's great. But I'd rather have five guys getting 10. and it, Because one of them is going to step up and drive the bus. And tonight it was Joe's night. You know, He didn't score the ball great the other night. Uh, and he, he came out, and he's been really good in practice.
0: I want to say pregame. I came in prepared. Me and Trey always clown, we'd be like, okay, we we're going to shoot 10-3. Sometimes, we're like, we going to make 10-3. So like I said, I was prepared and ready for the moment. Cajuns hosted South Alabama on Saturday. First half, Cajuns would be up 11. Hosanna Katinge with the hook shot and the drop. He had 18 points and 11 rebounds. Same half, same score. Kintrell Garnett, he connects from three. He had 11. Then, second half, Joe Charles, that man you just heard moments ago, the steal, the dunk, 16 points, 15 rebounds. Cajuns would continue to build upon that lead. Kobe Julian, three of his 16 points. He also had 10 rebounds. Three Cajuns with double doubles, plus four with double digit scoring, equals Louisiana's seventh win in a row, 80-60.
1: Did a lot of good things. So tonight (laughs) was a tough game. They're like a wounded bear. We beat them over there. We we were fortunate to beat them last year in three really good ball games. Uh, Coach is out, and they're dangerous.
0: So we had to be locked in, shoot around one too good. But we just remember, like, last game, how much we were locked in. You know, we had to get a dub. It's about preparation. when we went down to mobile a couple weeks ago, um, almost uh, a similar story. We were playing inside out and uh, credit the guys for shooting the ball. So well. it opens me up on the inside. On to the women. They were back on the road this week after winning their last two at the Cajun Dome, they took on the Southern Miss Golden Eagles in Hattiesburg to Southern Mississippi and to Brandy Williams, who gets the pass and gets the three. She led all scorers with 16 points. The Cajuns drive, would drive into the lane trying to get the, with closer into the game. Six straight points for Louisiana. Then Alicia Blanton she would drive. She had all 10 points in the final stanza. However, Cajuns couldn't complete the comeback. They fall 55-48 in Hattiesburg. Saturday against ULM. First quarter, Louisiana leading 8-4. Jalen James 4-3. Second quarter, Jalen James another 3. Cajuns led 38-23 at half. More from Louisiana. 40-23 in the third. Brandy Williams pulls up the tray. She led Cajuns in scoring with 15. The lead now 21. Nubia Benedict with the drive gets the hoop and the harm. Big win for Louisiana. They win on the road there 73-52. We've only just begun for Inside Cajun Nation. As we get closer to first pitch, we look ahead to Louisiana baseball and softball. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. It is almost time for softball to get underway. And Coach Jerry Glasgow's squad is looking to improve upon their super regional appearance last year.
1: I feel like the ball club really has a clear focus of where they want to go. And I think also they have a clear focus of, of a clear vision of how talented they are and how talented. Uh, individually they can be but how good the team can be as a whole
0: louisiana posted a record of 50 and 16 reaching the super regional round as they prepare for this season coach jared glasgow says the difference between last year and this maturity
1: we just feel like a more mature veteran ball club everybody got playing time last year so we know what it's like to go into the game and how to handle it
0: there are a number of newcomers on this cajun squad including junior infielder Brooke Ellistad. She's a transfer from Saint Thomas of Minnesota. It's been awesome to get to know my coaches and all my teammates and be able to see kind of uh, our different personalities and um, different skill sets. Following their finish last year, the Cajuns entered the season with a preseason ranking in the 20s. For a couple of the players, The number is not all as important as who they are as a team. I try not to pay attention to rankings just because a lot of rankings come from um, perspective and opinion, I'll say. So I do think we have a strong team. We do belong in the top 25 where that is is debatable up to a lot of people. Um, But we do have a strong team, and I think we're going to definitely prove ourselves with the rankings and where we should be. I don't think it really matters too much. Like Sam said, it's really just opinion, really. So... I feel like we just go out there and play, show them where we really belong. And fans were able to meet the Cajun softball squad prior to opening day. Fans able to go get meet and greet with autographs of the members of the Cajun softball team during the annual fan day last week. After that was an inter-squad scrimmage. Sam Landry, Sophie Piscos explains what can fans expect in this season of Raging Cajun Softball. Think they're going to see our our strong team, seeing us work together really well. You know, our defense looks really good right now. Our hitting looks really good. So just seeing the team work together, have a great schedule. We're going to have a good turnout. So come out and support us. The whole softball team loves our community. So please come out and watch us play. Coach Jerry Glasgow's squad will host the 38th annual Louisiana Classics, February 8th through 11th, featuring teams like California, New Mexico, and Chattanooga. Cajuns will face... Non conference teams like LSU, Stanford, and three time defending champion Oklahoma. Louisiana will open Sun Belt play on the road in March at South Alabama. The SBC home opener will be a week later against Coastal Carolina. Again, the Cajuns are defending Sun Belt regular season and tournament champions, reaching the super regional round last year. Cajun baseball, meanwhile, continuing to prepare for its season opener. In 2023, Louisiana finished 41 and 24 and appeared in the NCAA regionals for the 18th time in school history. The team says they are excited and eager to play ball for real.
1: I can't be more excited. It's gonna be a great year. We've been waiting on this for since we ended last year, so it's gonna be
0: awesome. Coming off of last season, like just the end left a bad taste in our mouth, especially just sitting over it all summer. I mean, the days I'm counting down the days. I can't wait for the first pitch to be thrown out. And the Cajun baseball team hosted its annual Fan Day Sunday. Fans got to meet and greet with the team as well as Coach Deggs. After the signings, home run derby and an inter squad scrimmage. The team explains what makes Cajun Nation so special.
1: One of a kind, it's the culture here. That's the Cajun culture. You know, it's a as coach would say all the time, it's an outdoors culture. It's a family-oriented culture. It's a it's a culture that's uh, centered on food and drink and having fun and, and sports, especially baseball. It's a baseball town.
0: Uh, it's the loyalty. I mean,
1: all the people here, that are from here. They love UL, love Acadiana. I
0: think it means more to the fans around here than anywhere else in the country. Acadiana baseball will open its season with a three-game set against Wright State at the Teague February 16th. Then they will head to Houston in March to play Vandy, LSU, and Houston in the Astros Foundation Classic. Sunbelt play begins March 15th against Arkansas State. The SBC home opener is March 22nd at Old Dominion. Louisiana will also host 10 midweek games in- during the 2024 season. We'll continue to look ahead to baseball. What Inside Cajun Nation continues after the break. Sports director George Faust sits down with baseball head coach Matt Daggs.
2: Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here, UL baseball coach, head baseball coach Matt Deggs joining us. And, Coach, thanks for the time. Appreciate you, as always, coming in, chatting before the season, getting this set for a little college baseball.
1: Good to see you, George. Happy New Year to you guys. Same,
2: same to you as well. Let's let's start where last year ended because it was a good year. It ended in a regional and uh, not exactly the outcome at the regional you would have hoped for, but the fact that you guys kind of got there and, and, and just kind of sets the tone for another, another season. It
1: really does. It kind of lays the, the groundwork for a, a great jumping-off point, George. And, you know, the last two years, I would call us uh, kind of getting our grit back, getting our swagger back, and, and building that expectation that, hey, this is one of the best programs in the country with, in my mind, the best fan base anywhere. And uh, to get into back-to-back regionals and, and win the league and then be in a championship game again last year and have good showings in those regionals. We were right there, a player uh, to get into you know, the final or win the thing.
2: Absolutely. It, it, you bring up just the fact that uh, kind of getting the grip back, it, it, it does feel that way. And, and, and can you talk about what you've been doing off-season-wise with regards to continuing that that uh, that standard and keep and try to raise it a little as well. Right,
1: right. Well, you know, so much of it is driven by personnel and I think it's just a matter George of Georgia getting the right guys in the right seat, all headed in the right direction with a lot of clarity and uh and one central vision and focus and and getting guys that are sold out and bought into that and then also got to have a little bit of talent too. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, it looks like you you're able to kind of attack the the transfer world. Uh, That's the way this world in college sports is right now. Uh, How how has that affected you guys? It seems like you guys have done a pretty good job What top 25 class uh, with regards to transfers this year.
1: It's a a brave new world out there, man.
2: And, you know, it
1: changes every day. And I think more than anything, you have to get guys that fit what you do, guys that can be coached by you, guys that you know are going to come in and embrace this culture and... Uh, you know, the best teams we've ever had here are guys that understand what being a Cajun is. And a lot of them are from around here, or this region. And uh, so more than anything, getting the right guys and guys that are hungry to come in and make an impact, make a difference.
2: Yeah, and you, you've you been really good at doing that. I mean, uh, you've got, uh, what, uh, I, I, I tallied up in my head earlier, seven pitchers coming in. Uh, I think uh, just from the transfer kind of realm. Uh, how important is getting those guys in to, to kind of fit in and, and, and obviously pitching is one, one of the most important well, things. Pitching
1: makes the world go round,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Right. right.
1: <laughs> uh, I've got a lot of gray right here probably because of a lack of pitching at times or injuries or whatever it is, but uh, this team's definitely built around pitching and uh, one of the biggest moves we made was bringing in Gunnar Leger, yeah. uh, All-American here. Mm-hmm. I, I, helped recruit him and sign him. Last time uh, I coached here, and right. d- never got to coach him, but got to face him twice and <laughs> watched him. I think we scored a grand total of one run and, and yeah. two outings. Yeah. Uh, but he's made a, a significant impact on those arms. And then we recruited some really good arms, and the coaches did a great job of kind of building our 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 foundation around the pitching. We'd been so offensive and. Uh, maybe he came up an arm or too short uh, in the last couple of years. I don't think that's going to be the case this year if we stay healthy.
2: When you talk about Gunner and I was going to bring him up, and I had a chance to cover him uh, obviously uh, and and what's what's impressive about him is he, you always knew what you were going to get with him on Friday night. he He was coming through uh, no doubt about it, and whether or not you scored runs, he was going to try he was going to keep them their runs at a minimum. Not always does that translate to being a good coach, but what do you see in Gunner that maybe says, "Hey, that's not going to be the case. He will be a good coach."
1: No, he's a great coach. High baseball IQ and acumen, and and just a natural feel for the game. You saw that in Gunner when he pitched, mm-hmm. and uh, I call it I call it coaching through osmosis. Sometimes, sometimes just being around a guy that you know as a future UL Hall of Famer and was an All-American and won more games than just about anybody there. Just being around that aura that that persona has has a way of rubbing off on you. Mm -hmm. And you mix that with what he knows and his style of teaching. And and like I said, I, I couldn't be any more impressed with the job he's done.
2: Yeah, it's, it's really going to be fun to watch as as the year wears on. Obviously, you guys start up in February, I think, it what, February 16th? February 16th. Yeah, and, and so uh, it's a, ho- a home series. Last yep. year, you guys were on the road at we rise And then this year, going to start off with Wright State. We're going to talk more about the schedule coming up in a little bit, but we'll, we'll talk about some of the players that are coming back and maybe position players, uh, one particular that – peaks at the top of your head and uh, we'll talk about them. We're, we're going to do all that when we come back. Don't don't worry about uh, uh, changing the channel because uh, we're going to come back and talk more baseball with you all head baseball coach Matt Deggs right after this on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here. UL Head Baseball Coach Matt Deggs over there. Coach, thanks for the time again. As we kind of roll through and talk a little bit, we we wrapped the last segment talking a little bit about the the schedule. You start on February 16th, Wright State. One of the cool things about this year, you guys will head to Minute Maid Park. You'll play in the Astros Foundation College Classic. That's going to be fun. It always is an interesting time,
1: right? It's a great tournament, and what what an honor uh, to get asked to participate in that. It's funny. Uh, they asked me two years ago, I've been in it several times, yeah, and, sure. and uh, the guy that asked me was with Shriners, well, they've moved on, and uh, so I, I said, yeah, we'll be there, and that was a couple of years ago, and I, I moved on, I didn't. it was never set in stone, and so we called Jay Johnson at LSU to set up our usual yearly game, and he's yeah. like, well, you want to play twice, and we're, Tibbs said, well, what are you talking about, and he said, uh, well, we're playing you in a minute, mate. <laughs> Hold up, we're in a minute, mate.
2: So, I want to, to make a time.
1: phone call, and yeah, we got your schedule. So, we never heard from them for two yeah. years, and the next thing you know, we're in it. But uh, we've got a great set. We play open up with Vanderbilt at 3 o'clock on Friday, and then the, the marquee matchup on Saturday would probably be 25,000 fans in there with LSU, yeah. uh, and then finish up at 7 o'clock, I think, on uh uh, Sunday against U of H.
2: You talk about LSU. You had a chance to uh, play them in the fall. I, how do you feel that win? I mean, LSU. <laughs> I, it...
1: it was a great game. Uh, first nine innings. Yeah. Uh, I think it was one to one going into the ninth. I've okay. never seen that much pitching on display uh, in a college game. Uh Probably a, a realistic estimate. There was five, six future big league arms from both yeah, teams. Absolutely. Uh, it was one to one going into the ninth. I think we dropped it three to one, maybe. Uh, but it was a good day. They they are loaded with arms. Flip, you know the script from last year. They're very offensive this year. I think it's it's going to be centered more on pitching, a lot yeah. like us. Yeah, sure. Uh, but it was a, it was a great game, and, and I, I love playing those guys. Jay and I have been competing against each other since he was at Arizona, I was at Sam, okay. and uh, just have a way of sharpening up each other and our teams. And, and so it's, that's something I think we'll continue to do every fall. But I like the way we played, but we also got exposed too. There's definite adjustments we want to need to make and and want to make if we're going to uh, take that next step and get to Omaha.
2: Obviously, they're. They, LSU won the national championship. They they're they're a huge SEC power. Uh, but what what strikes me about the Sun Belt Conference is the fact that that's a Power Five baseball conference.
1: It is. We were the fifth rated league in the country last year. And you look at Georgia. And to the common eye, you go well fifth. And uh, but you go SEC, ACC, Pac-12, uh, Big 12, and then the Sun Belt. Right. And it, it's a close you know, fourth and fifth right there, Sure. Uh, you know, putting four and five teams in regionals. And I think it'll be more than that this year. Uh, You have hosts inside of that. And it's become just a power baseball conference.
2: It's amazing. I I was looking at the schedule and and I was like, there's no breaks here. They Southern Miss Coastal, just, just the the list goes on. And and we've
1: tried to use that to our advantage, Mm -hmm. uh, building a little bit more of an SEC schedule where Uh, maybe you don't get the big marquee matchups midweek or on the weekends early uh, because you know that you're going to get that RPI in the league. And so uh, maybe there's a little bit uh, friendlier matchups, if you will, uh, at times. But there's still some great games uh, coming in uh, to play us here at home, some some really good teams. But – uh, you're able to to make a little bit more of a balanced uh, schedule, and and Coach Tib and Coach Babb have done just a tremendous job at that.
2: You brought up something that maybe triggered something in mind. Talk about being at home, an unbelievable atmosphere that you guys have at home, and consistently top in the one of the top schools in the nation with regards to attendance. What is it about? I think people are baffled that don't know how good the fans are, the program is here with regards to baseball, they're kind of baffled when they look up and see, oh, this is a great great." No doubt. And, and from
1: the outside looking in, you wouldn't know, but the people that know, know. Mm-hmm. Uh, trust me, there's a lot of teams and players and fans that when they see the schedule come out, they're circling this thing because yeah. they want to see this atmosphere. Correct. And I'll tell you right now, you know, one of our goals, we have, you know, a vision every year, you know, 40-plus wins in the regular season, top 25 RPI ranking, win the league, win the tournament, host a regional. That's our big goal uh, this year. Win that, have a chance to get to Omaha and play for the whole thing. But uh, in that goal this year is we want to lead the league in attendance, Cajun Nation. And, uh, you know, right now it's 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 Southern uh, Miss and and then us. And uh, so we're calling on all Cajuns that we want to lead the league in attendance. and. Uh, I'd love to put 6,000 in there one night because I'll tell you what, I've coached and and been all over the country and and been at the, you know, at the power schools and all of that stuff. When this place is filled up, there's not another stadium in the country like this one.
2: That's awesome. It is a dynamic atmosphere. Hey, Friday night, Sunday afternoon, doesn't matter. It's it's always great. One guy who, who consistently has played well for you is Kyle DeBarge. Uh, preseason uh, accolades rolling in. All-American 371 batting average. Uh, led the team uh, in uh, with the batting average there in second and hits. Uh Talk about his play and what you expect from him moving
1: forward here. Well, everybody asks, you know, how are you going to be this year? And I always say, well, when you start with Kyle DeBarge, you got a shot. And he's just a winner. And uh, he's just got it. And whatever it is, Debo has it. Gotcha. And I uh, think about You know, a guy like Johnny Manziel, or you look at him and he's not the biggest guy, not the fastest, but what's he do? He just wins, he finds a way. Bregman was that way. Baby Blake Trahan was that way. Debo's in that mold of not the biggest, uh, but he's extremely strong and fast, and he just has the heart of a lion, and and unbelievable leader, and uh, he's our alpha dog, man. And uh, the whole thing, offensively, is kind of built around him, Uh, Never had a player like him, I'll tell you that. And uh, he's got a chance to go top one or two rounds in the
2: draft, and I fully expect him to to climb his way to the big leagues. Hopefully we'll be uh, be talking a lot through the season about how successful you guys are this year. Looking forward to covering you guys this season, Coach, and uh, thanks for coming in.
1: Always great to see you, George.
2: All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much for sticking and staying up with us, and uh, we appreciate it. You're watching Inside Cajun Nation. Have a great week, everybody.